This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you go into small animal, you're going to get rabbits and dogs being bought in left, right and centre. Horses are quite interesting, mainly because they're not adapted to actually be alive because anything that is signed anything that scientifically a horse is adapted to do apart from running fast that doesn't help it really Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're all having a lovely morning or afternoon. This week I am joined with my best friend Jay. Hello! <laughs> um, me and Jay have been friends since year seven. We used to get the bus together. And we're just on our holidays at the minute with university. Um, Jay, would you like to tell us what you're studying? Um, so I'm at Nottingham Uni and I'm doing veterinary. Um, I've just about to go into my third year so I've got another few years left it's a five-year course um and hopefully I'll make it through this year yeah <laughs> make it through <laughs> survival yeah so your course is maybe a bit longer than others but then mine's four years and people take gap years so that's true yeah well on my course they offer a six-year one anyway so if you don't get the entry grade you can do like a gateway year so for some people it's even six years but you know it's a bit too long for me <laughs> yeah it's quite a long time um, so, can you cash your mind back for me, and do you remember the first time that you decided that you wanted to study veterinary? Yeah, so I kind of accidentally, um, was able to do veterinary, because I did a lot better in my chemistry GCSE than I thought I would, and then my science teacher, who's taught me since I was literally in year eight, said to me, oh, you know, you could do veterinary with the A-levels you're doing, Jay, and I thought, oh. Yes, I could. <laughs> so then I decided to go down that route at the, like, quite early on in year 12. 
Um, because you have to have your applications in quite early for medical degrees. Um, and so yeah, once you said that, that was kind of my decision made. That's amazing. So basically, you stumbled into this degree course. Yeah, it's quite a big degree to just stumble yeah. into as well. Good advice from from our teacher. Remember those science lessons? Yeah. <laughs> a lot more fun than they are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we we didn't used to like science, did we? No, especially not physics. That's too much maths. Maths and science in the same subject just should yeah. not be allowed. No. Um, so once your teachers said this to you after the GCSEs, um, did this change your mind about what A-levels you wanted to do then? Um, not really, because I got... I'd made my A-level choices. I was just between doing PE or chemistry, and I decided that if I came out with a really good chemistry GCSE, which was then an eight... Um, that I would do it for an A-level, so I did. Amazing. Um, And so now you're doing your A-levels. Did you start looking at university open days? Yeah, so at the start, I was sort of quite torn between sports science, veterinary and zoology, which is quite like a wide range. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I went to open days literally for everything. Like I went to Loughborough for sports science open days. I went to Bristol for a zoology one. And then I went to Nottingham and Bristol and Liverpool for veterinary in the end um, to their open days. Um, But I didn't really have that much faith in myself that I get the grades for veterinary. So I sort of had two zoology choices down when it came to applying for uni and three veterinary ones. Okay. Um, And then did the universities have any entry requirements? Did you have to do any work placements? Yeah, so there's only seven universities I think eight now Harper Adams have started um universities that do veterinary and they're all really similar but they've got like obviously slight little bits that vary yeah. so a their entry requirements grade wise so say you wanted to go to Cambridge which didn't even entertain the thought of that to be honest mm-hmm. so fancy Cambridge but um, for many people it's where they want to be yeah um you needed to do like an extra entrance exam you needed uh different work experience requirements stuff like that and also you needed like silly a stars and everything which Mm -hmm. was crazy um and then for basically the baseline of what you need is for knots for me was um two a's and a b i came up with a star a b so that was really good um, and then four weeks work experience, so... It's quite a big chunk of time. It is, it's like, it takes, once you decide to do it, you kind of have to start then, like, planning things, really. So, they, like, say for knots, they said you need, they highly recommended lambing, dairy and small animal husbandry kind of placements. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say if somewhere says they highly recommend, <laughs> you should do it. Because yeah. if you tick their boxes, that is a huge load of hoops already jumped through that's good advice um so yeah I did um I'm really lucky to live near farmers who I've actually known for many years so I was able to just contact them and say could I come down for a week of lambing um could I come and watch the cows like go through milking and then also just the local vets that our dogs go to I did a week there which gave me like a proper insight into whether or not I wanted to do it as like the rest of my job and future career yeah um that was handy then that you know the location you lived in and also you're helping the farmers out aren't you realistically yeah definitely like they a farmer will never turn down a helpful hand on especially busy times like lambing yeah even if you don't know 
what you're doing, if you're there and keen to learn, it will be 100% more times beneficial both you and the farmer because they want to get, to get stuff done. You want to learn how to get stuff done. Yeah. And you'll go to uni knowing some anatomy as well because of your lambing, you, you know, trying to mm-hmm. birth a lamb. So you're going to know a bit of anatomy and then when it comes to learning it, you could be like, oh, I remember that bit because I helped lamb that sheep and she had that problem and that's how you sorted it. Yeah, it was a good life experience before you started your course. So mm. results day comes for A-levels, you bossed it. Um, was it an easy choice from there which you knew you were going to go to? Well, I don't, it would, I, Nottingham was always my first choice because um, I had an offer from... Bristol, Liverpool and Nottingham, yeah. um, which I was absolutely thrilled by after like going through so many processes. Um, and then I like opened my results and obviously because we were a COVID year, the government messed with our grades. So I remember opening them with Mrs Challoner mm. and we were, I think we were in, were in the same room or we were in a separate room? I remember being just like outside, I think maybe. Yeah, I think I like commandeered you into coming standing <laughs> near me at least when I opened them. And then... The government had messed with my grades and my psychology had been moved from an A star to a C. So I then came out with CBB, which was not what I needed. No, CAB, sorry. Um, so I, my results opened CAB and I thought, oh my God, I've not got the grades. So nervously sat on Newcastle, refreshing, refreshing. Obviously everyone was doing the same thing. Yeah. Everyone was stressed. The government had messed with everybody's grades at their mm-hmm. A-levels. Because um, we were living in this pandemic, like unprecedented times, no one knew what to do. No. <laughs> but that was a big difference in your grades that they messed up. It definitely was. Like being bumped those two grades down meant I didn't have actual entry requirements. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to get accepted? Yeah. Um, and I did. So they must have taken into account my interview and other bits like that. So I must have impressed them in another way that the grades were okay to them. And that, I mean, they also knew that the government weren't actually official with what they'd given us. They would, like, teacher assess slash government mess with grades. Um, and then we were told a few days later they're being put back to what they should have been put back to. Um, so then I came up with the correct grades that I needed. It was a lot of hassle, but you had to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> to get them, yeah. I didn't know you had an interview. Yeah, so with medical degrees, you have this thing called an MMI, which stands for Multiple Mini Interviews. And these um, vary from uni to uni. Um, so I had to do one in Liverpool, one in Bristol and one in Nottingham. So... It's quite a lot, really. Quite a lot, yeah. So this is probably something that's quite useful for people that are thinking of applying to veterinary to know because it um, quite, plays quite a big part in getting in. So for Bristol, for example, we had the MMI type of interview where you have stations and you go around them. So across the unis, it varies quite a bit, like what kind of interviews you have to do. So for Bristol, we didn't have this uh, MMI. We just had a questionnaire to fill in. So it was called a short answer questionnaire and you get asked about your work experience, what you've learned in it. You got asked like situations. So it's to kind of to test your judgment. So which are just, like, really random situations to sort of, like, On the judge. Spot, that's quite scary. You can't yeah. <laughs> so you get, like, when I did it, it was, like, a 300-word answer for these. So you kind of had a paragraph per thing. It was, like, um, what would you do in this situation? 
um, like an owner's said this and this about their pet, mm. what would you suggest? Um, I can't really remember what my questions were in that. It's hard before you go to uni to know what the procedure is. I mean, you haven't even learned that yet. Mm. Yeah, well, I was quite lucky that on my work experience before, I'd been out with an equine vet who had, like, given me loads of helpful tips and things of, like, how the veterinary profession works and what to say to questions that you're asked and stuff. Yeah. So I found that really useful, and he was able, if I texted him, he was able to um, help me out with stuff. Obviously not while I was filling out the questionnaire because you had to, like, do that by yourself. Mm. But before I started the questionnaire, I sent him a message, and I was like, can you just give me, like, some... Yeah. Some tips of what to write. So that was the Bristol one. Mm-hmm. And then Liverpool um, was the MMI. So you sort of went into this big hall. This is obviously pre-COVID because it was 2019 that we applied for uni. Um, and you had a station that you went around. So it was like a math station, a situation station, a welfare station. Um, my situation station, I was asked what you do if someone was robbing a shop. Ooh, okay. so random. <laughs> it was really random. Um, and like a welfare, so um, what I found really good was researching. So they tell you like what to expect, but obviously they won't tell you exactly yeah. what you're going to get. Um, so it's really good to make sure you've got as much information, A, on like buzzwords for they, what they can ask you about. So resilience, perseverance, um, then placement that you've done in your work experience. Yeah. So like things you've seen, like if you've seen a case that you found really interesting in your work experience weeks I'd suggest like pick picking a case and sort of researching it a little bit more off your own back because that's something that they'll if they ask you if you've seen something interesting or something made you want to become that Mm -hmm. you can then give them this nice um, rounded answer about how you saw a case you found it interesting and you wanted to learn more and that will look really good because you've taken initiative and you've you know delved into the career a bit more off your own back um so do you think sort of a love of animals sort of comes second really to all of this or do you think that's still like at the root of it all I think that's the root of it all because if you're not bothered about an animal then you're not really going to want to you know dedicate five years to learning about them how they work and everything and it's those, you know, those cold winter mornings where you don't really want to get up out of bed to go to a lecture that, you know, that little push of, do you know what, I'm going to make a difference to, like, a pet one day, a family yeah. dog who everybody adores, and I'm going to be the one to make the difference to make the dog better. Definitely. I can imagine that, you know, that would get you through. Like you said, it is a long time to be doing it for. Mm. But you know how much a life a dog an animal can mean to someone, especially yeah. people, like, living on their own, stuff like that you're definitely going to be helping loads of people with this degree and that's what's amazing about it you know you come out of this you work hard and then you're straight you're just helping people straight away yeah it's nice it's nice because I'll come out of uni knowing that I'm going to have a job where I'm going to have a job I don't know but I'm coming out of uni into a career that's really fulfilling um and enjoyable it will be long but that is what the medical profession you know Mm -hmm. is it's dedicating your out of hours time your your life to this and it's something that I look forward to you know being able to be a part of when I graduate definitely so um in the end you got the grey sorted and then you're going to Nottingham yeah how have you found your first year second year has the course been what you expected it definitely has to be honest because I mean 
I always liked it when I went up there. It's only an hour from home. Um, when I had the interview on like the other two, it was like a whole day at Knott's. So you really got a feel for the place. You got asked about your you personally. So you had a, like a one-on-one -on -one interview with people. Um, and then you had a group session as well where they obviously facilitators watched everybody to see how they all kind of interacted. So even on the interview day, you kind of got a feel for the place. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we started uni, super excited to start and COVID restrictions were in place. Mm. So changed things up a bit there. Yeah, quite a bit. Like it went from, you know, house parties, like thinking, oh my God, we're going to have like flat parties. We're going to have like barn parties. Makes everything to yeah to like security being like on the doors of our flat blocks and so we couldn't go Terrifying. to other people <laughs> yeah yeah so you were just stuck in your flat um lucky you were with some nice girls yeah i was really lucky in first year to be honest met a new best friend as well so yeah um it was yeah i was lucky i some people weren't as lucky as me but i i definitely enjoyed my first year mm. with the girls i was living with definitely and was the course was it all composing modules in the first year yeah, so the way, well, not, well, not veterinary works is that you do everything. You don't, like, get to pick what modules you do and stuff. I don't know whether in, like, fourth or fifth year you get to pick a bit more, but um, essentially you learn about a body system and then you learn, but the horse does this, but the pig does this. Yeah. Um, so you learn it in, like, it's really organised and you have about two practicals a week and it was the same in first and second year, like a Tuesday and a Thursday. Um, and the good thing about, even though it was COVID, because we're a medical degree, we got our, got our, because <laughs> we're a medical degree, we got our contact time. So we were allowed in for practicals, whereas lots of other students were told that they had to stay in their houses and just do everything on, like, Zoom or Teams. Um, so that did affect it quite a lot, you know, with your course being that practical element as well. Yeah, so we have a lot of contact time in ours. We're, unlike other degrees, we're nine to five basically every day. So some of it's like self-directed learning, which are called, well, SDLs, which is where you get given, this is what we want you to work on, answer these questions, view this PowerPoint, things like that. Yeah. Lectures a lot of lectures and um yeah the practicals normally take like either a day or the afternoon and like you're in sort of like hour two hour slots and then you're done for the day once you finish yeah. practical that definitely is a lot more hours i know some courses three hours a week you know and that's it for contact, yeah and that's it and you know that three times up to them to do what they want whether yeah. they're working in it or not but for you to do nine to five it's definitely a commitment yeah it's almost like i've not left school because i'm doing like the hours you would do for school kind of but at the same time it's uh, it's all right because like I at least know that I'm learning what I need to learn having that much contact time yeah so definitely and this year have you um had more choice or is it still the same thing where you have to do what they the, um, the modules that they have laid on uh do the modules that are given so we had Started the year with Gill, which is the gastrointestinal tract module. Um, then we did like a mini like mock exam at the end of that. It doesn't really count for anything, mm -hmm. just for you to sort of see where you are. And then we did ENI, which stands for um, 
endocrine and integument system, which is the hormones and skin. And then the last one was the urogenital system, which was just the long... It wasn't even the longest. It was just so complicated and unnecessarily complicated because the kidney is just unnecessary. <laughs> well, it's not unnecessary. It's extremely important to be alive, but... <laughs> At the same time. It was a very tricky module. Mm, very taxing module. Am I right in thinking that next year is... Does it, why do I think it's dental... We'll have some dentistry, but we don't... You learn dentistry, like, in the module. It's, like, a sub-module. Okay. Like, x-ray is a sub-module. Uh, parasites is a sub-module. So you get taught the diseases, and then you get... So you get taught, like, the system, and then you get taught the diseases that affect the system, and the div- diseases that affect the system, or all the bacterias and the parasites and yeah. all of that. And so for all of these modules... Which animals are they specific to, or is it all animals? It's like all of them, really. So you sort of get, you get like a good chunk of teaching based on sheep, cows, dogs, cats, um, horses, because they're your, your core animals and they're what yeah. you're going to see the most of. Because if you go to farm, you'll have sheep, cows, horses. If you go into small animal, you're going to get rabbits and dogs being brought in left, right and centre. Um, so... Rabbits and that kind of fall into the exotics category in a way. So you've got your rabbits and hamsters. And then on the other end of the scale in exotics is snakes and rats. Well, rats (laughs) are on that scale, but, you know, snakes and all of those reptiles and tortoises. Yeah. I mean, at this stage, would you say there's an animal that you prefer studying? Or is it hard to say at this sort of time? It's probably hard to say, but, like, horses are quite interesting, mainly because they're not adapted to actually be alive because anything that is science anything that scientifically a horse is adapted to do apart from running fast that doesn't help it really so like interesting ones um like just because their legs are so long the way that the the weight is distributed through them works when they're running really fast and they've got a really clever locking mechanism in their knee so they can stand up for ages but apart from that no you know the saying no horse no foot no horse mm. um the foot goes wrong you either gonna fix it or you're gonna lose the horse That's so scary. and then their insides as well or like their intestines and everything is so like it's not really elongated but it's all just weirdly you know, shaped in them mm. yeah so no, yeah the way their their intestines curve causes them quite often to get a thing called a pelvic impaction uh, pelvic flexure impaction which is where because of how tight the bends are in their intestines food and that will build up mm. well it's not food by that point um but it all builds up and if the horses aren't on the correct diet then that can become a really big problem if you're not giving your horse the correct feed every day it was the same for like any any animal or any people if you're eating what's not good for you all day every day then you're eventually going to get a problem yeah um but it's a good way of summarising it. Um, and also, from year to year, um, do you have to get a certain grade or is it pass or fail? Uh, it's pass or fail, but you need over 50% in each module. So that's up the stakes. So yeah, like in, I think, normal degrees, well, there's like 40% that you need you or, you, to, yeah. or you lean on coursework as well to get you through it. And also first year doesn't count. Yeah, but it does count in veterinary, which is annoying, so... I mean, we enjoyed first year as much as you could with COVID, but I mean, it was a bit, 
it's like knowing that your first year counts it's not the same as like mm. oh you don't have to do that essay it doesn't matter yeah I feel like other people use that first year to like socialise a lot more get to know the uni mm. um, but have you still had time to you know do sport and have socials and you know meet people yeah I found because um, I was really keen to do hockey on main campus because um, one of the reasons I wanted to go to Nottingham so bad was because they have such a good hockey programme and I'm nowhere near, you know, like, GB level at all. I'm just, you know, playing it because I really enjoy the sport mm-hmm. and, like, I enjoy playing it at a good level as well. Um, so I managed to get into the team on main campus. Um, we've got seven teams in Bucks at the moment, so we've got, like, quite a big it's club. A lot, yeah. So to get into, like, one of the biggest societies on main campus was brilliant because I met so many people through it. I've been in two different teams as well, so I've got I know like two lots of people as mm-hmm. such. Um, and although it's it's a real trek to get from my campus, Sutton Bonington, to main campus, um, it is really worth it. And I mean, there have been things that I've missed out on um, because I've either not had time to get from my house to the centre of Knotts. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of you do manage to do like a good amount of things. Speaking to roundabouts, I mean. You can't keep going out and do all of the events. You'll just burn out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you were also welfare rep, weren't you? Yeah, so last year I was really lucky. I got to be welfare sec for the hockey club alongside a girl called Alex. So we were a little double act for the welfare for hockey. Um, and so our role was to make sure people were safe on nights out which sometimes fell to Alex more than me because I couldn't always do the nights out because mm. of my commitments and also trying to get back home because um, trying to negotiate a half an hour Uber drunk into the countryside yeah. is not something I regularly wanted to do. No, yeah. Um, although the girls were really kind and did let me sleep at their place quite a few times. Um, it's different because, you know... Not everyone in hockey does veterinary, so no. it's different courses. Yeah, but I have I was really lucky with my coach and captain this year because they were both really understanding that I really wanted to do everything, but I couldn't do everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to next season um, with everybody, and um, I hope that the new welfare sex get on really well yeah. as well. Um, so would you encourage other people to get involved with sport and... Um, a role within the sports team as well yeah definitely I'd say it is one of the best if not the best way to meet people at uni because going up to people just randomly is very daunting so say you're in a hockey team or something like that it's a lot easier to you know gel together and you've already got 11 new people that you know by joining mm-hmm. a team um I'd say if you're debating about joining a sporting society at uni, go to their tryouts. The The worst that can happen is they say no and suggest that you go and do, like, say, the IMS version, which yeah. is it's the same, you know, sport and coaches and things, but it's less pressure as well, which is nice. Um, but it's definitely a really good way to meet people that are like-minded um, and the people that, uh, you know, you're going to get to spend time with further on in uni. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Jay, for telling us about your experience at Nottingham. We're actually now going to speak to Jay's sister, yeah. Tasha and Natasha. 
Tash. Tash. Tash, do anything. Tash. Um, so Tash has just had her A-level results and she is now going to be studying at Nottingham Trent. So she'll be near Jay. Yeah, 15 minutes down the road. I'm going to do communication and society and history. And it's like the history of society and how we communicate to each other. It's like from the Incas to now, which is, yeah. That sounds so cool. Because like, we've done a bit of the Incas because like South America, you know, for Spanish and stuff. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I'll have to let you know if I go on the Inca Trail in Peru as well. Well, I actually, le- I learned Spanish alongside it. So, oh. like, I get... I don't know if it's, like, a proper whole degree, but for uh, throughout the three years, I learned Spanish, and I think I can do a 6 months placement in Spain oh and goodness. do stuff there. I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, so hopefully That'd I get to so do that. Cool. Oh, my goodness. It wouldn't be in touch, Tash. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're out now. I'm here. <laughs> and we thought, as Tash is just about to start uni... We would give me and Jay, as we've had two years of experience, give Tash some advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, in your first week, our advice would be number one, just try and be yourself. Mm. Don't um, give people the wrong like first impression that you know you're different because it will come out like you're going to get to know them, and within like a few weeks, who you really are will show anyway. So yeah. Just, yeah, be yourself at the start. Because I know a lot of people try and put on this, like, different persona. Like, try and start fresh by becoming someone else and then it just yeah. doesn't really... That's doesn't sick. really work, yeah. I mean, like, sure, you could, like, reinvent yourself in terms of, like, what you like, but... Yeah. I don't know. Like, you can't really change your whole personality mm. that quickly. What about you, though, Jay? What would you say to Tash? Don't get chased by security. <laughs> yeah, don't get chased by security or hide from them. Um, well, you hide from them successfully if you do. <laughs> um, but, um, we're not condoning running from security no we're not well behaved over here um, I would say if you're when going to uni I'd say if someone says like oh do you fancy going down to this club do you fancy going to here um, I'd say go for it especially if they're from your flat because you'll be able to get back with them mm. yeah. get safe with them um, also make sure you know who's whose kitchen stuff is whose because a lot of arguments start from you know people just using each other's food taking cutlery and stuff so i would say not that i had any arguments in my lot because yeah everyone was pretty good but like i'd say make sure you know where your stuff is um because at the start people will be super nice and like oh yeah that's fine but then a few weeks in when they're like kind of doing work and stuff then they'll chase you yeah and stuff Mm, definitely kitchen walls are a real thing i think like (laughs) I'd say whatever you use, try and clear it up that day. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Fine. Budgeting. <laughs> Let's talk about budgeting. Um, I recommend having two accounts and putting in a set amount each week. Jay, any budgeting advice? I didn't do that, but I, <laughs> I would say don't spend your student loan all at once because, you know, you probably never had that much in your bank account before if you're, you know, a normal person. And seeing that much money appearing in your bank account, yeah. Oh my god, money! Let's spend it. Yeah. Don't I, mean, do I don't that. understand student loans. We're getting it all at, like in September when I start. I get. I'm getting two instalments. Mm, no, you. Yeah, you'll get it weirdly because you're going oh, yeah. away to Sicily, but you normally get it at the start of each term because okay. that's when you wait have to pay for stuff. So I get. So do you get, do you get the same amount at the start of each term? You get the amount that builds then will eventually become the amount that your maintenance okay so i'm not getting six grand three times i was no. gonna say that's <laughs> either a bit excessive no you'll get like two yeah. grand two grand each term two grand yeah. two grand cool um 
don't spend that all at once because otherwise you'll just be living mm. off pot noodle by January, which isn't great. No. Um, so yeah, I'd say definitely go on your nights out and everything. But if you know a drink is about like £10, maybe just stop and think, oh, maybe... Should I just pre at home? Let me just yeah. pre at home. Yeah. So yeah, okay. vodka... Well, you can't have I vodka. Have, but you know... I'm allergic to vodka. Side note! Really? <laughs> yeah. Cheers. I found out the hard way. I drank a lot of vodka and then was extremely ill. Oh, I was in like rushes and hives. Yeah. Wow. Because that's in a lot of drinks as well. Yeah. It, it makes Tequila. my life a lot easier though. Because it's like, if you're like, oh, we're having shots. I'm like, oh, I can't have one, guys. Yeah. Save my money. Mm. You can't exactly do gin shots, can you? No, I do tequila, tequila. shots. Yeah. I would say don't spend everything. Try try not try to budget so you're not just living, you know, off of scraps by January. Payments um, would not be nice. No. <laughs> no. And when you do a weekly shop, I would say if you've got a cheaper supermarket like Aldi near you, go to there instead of Tesco and stuff because... Tesco's gone up now. It's not... Mm. It's quite expensive. Club card price. Mm. The club cards do help with bits and bobs, but... I'd say also when you're doing your shops, try and shop in meals instead of just going, oh, let's have, I need some chicken, I need some, I don't know, basil, I need some peppers this week. Try and shop in meals so, you know, um, get like four chicken breasts, get two peppers. Um, Definitely make wraps and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know two of my friends, one like loves fajitas and then one of them lived off chicken wraps, (laughs) literally for so much of the time, so... Get like three, two or three staple meals mm. that you have every week and then have like a little treat yourself meal or like a little microwave meal because that's always something nice to look forward to. Is there a good like affordable um, meal that you can cook now that you would maybe think I about? can do like, I do this chicken with like rice and broccoli and that like a mixture nice. of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Well. I'm a lot, I'm the cook out of the two of us. So I'll probably fare <laughs> a bit better that side of it all. Yeah. I make, do you make a sexy tomato pasta, mm. like from scratch? Ooh. It's not the vodka tomato pasta. It's no, not the vodka tomato pasta. Is that what you make? No. No. I'd just, like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it one day, but I won't eat it. But yeah, no. So. When she cooks for me when I come over. She's, <laughs> she's made me buy her her own crockery. Yeah, got mine. For own when plate. she comes over. This is Jay's plate. This is. Jay will be staying over a lot because it's convenient. Convenient. After she can, a night out. After a night out, my campus is easier to get to, so. Than my house. And then other advice and tips. Um, I guess just, like, join societies, like, even if you're not that interested at the start. I saw someone say, it's like, join five, like, two you know you'll enjoy, and then three others that you can drop out of. You can drop out of. Yeah. yeah. It's not really about what you're doing, it's more just the people you're going to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Meet, yeah, because it's not weird to go up to someone in Freshers where you can be like, hi, what's your name? Whereas by, like, January, February time, people have got their little clicks, so it's a bit weirder for you to go up and be like, oh, my God, hi, who are you? Mm. So try and just talk to as many people as possible because in Freshers Week, that's literally what it's for, and no one's going to be like, oh, go away. Everyone's going to be in the same boat wanting to make friends. So going up to someone, like, you never know who you're going to meet, you know, could come out with the best mate. Mm. don't stress though if the first person you meet like isn't your best mate like, that's yeah. fine as well mm, definitely and like housing as well I'd say don't agree to be in a house with the first people you meet mm. because like sometimes it works out really well and you know you click and you're meant to be from straight off the bat um, but then I've known of quite a few people that have gone into a house and then it's at, with people they've agreed housing that they firstly year. met yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because you have people that for Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah, and they've agreed to go into houses with people that they've literally met for like three or four weeks, but they've not lived with them yet. They could be like horrible to live with. So I would say, like, try and give give things as, as long as you can to settle into a sorting a house out for the second year. But obviously, houses do go quite quickly. But you'll have don't to rush help into you. it. Yeah. And this is individual. I was about to say dealing with homesickness, but dealing with homesickness, you just go and see Jay. Yeah, 15 minutes down the road. Yeah. Or I'll just come and pick you up. Yeah. But I think it will be normal to like just miss like home comforts and stuff. I was so homesick in first year because obviously we weren't allowed to go home because of the COVID lockdowns. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Because my eye was hurting. I was trying to. I'm but gonna... why? Why were you? What possessed you to go? I was going to need to carry on. No, this is not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, was like, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt the recording. Okay, thank you. Because uh, <laughs> she's press play. Over. I hope you enjoyed our advice. Did we actually finish giving advice? Yeah. 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 I think that's all the advice we've got time for today. <laughs> Um, Take an extension cable. Just so my voice. Take an extension cable that came from nowhere. Um, I'm not unprofessional and sensitive. I'm not for advice. Oh. Good luck to tackle that. Plus, it should be fine. Thanks, guys. I've been, I've been really prepared. So extension cable. Um, bye. 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 Yeah, she will. Um, there it is. And <laughs> why do we both do the same thing? <laughs> Next, stop. <laughs> Get your foot off the table. You love tequila shots. Mm. I've got videos of you and tequila shots. I love shots. tequila shots. Yeah. And your birthday. It's not going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm your birthday out. from like years ago. When we were making years ago. When we were spoons. Oh, I actually do remember this. When you were 18. Yeah. Right, well that's been cut. So back back, back, yeah. back to back um, thing. Thanks, thanks for listening. listening. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey sisters. She takes this magic cable. She could talk for hours. And a non-stick pad. Is that my Amazon page? Non-stick. Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. You Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.